0: Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. On all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sareski. And uh, the warning that I
1: received, you may take with however many grains of salt you wish that the brown acid that is circulating around us is specifically not too good. It's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest.
0: Fair enough. And uh, I'm just glad we have the Hells Angels around to keep everybody safe.
1: Yeah, seriously. I I mean, I feel perfectly safe with them here.
0: Ethan, before we get into the premise of the show this week. Right. We've got, of course, some late-breaking cryptid news. (gasps) That's right. We're kicking things right off with... A cryptid AFFAIR! This one comes to us from Popular Science. Robotic super monster wolves are guarding Japanese towns against bears. Wait... (laughs) Okay. First introduced to combat invasive wild boars, experts now believe the Robo-Wolf could now deter wandering black and brown bears. So that's good news. The Robo-Wolf? Are you being serious? Stories about solar-powered robotic wolves first surfaced back in 2017. I think we all remember where we were when we heard about the
1: <laughs> robo
0: robotic superwolves.
1: Uh, I actually forgot where I was on that eleven, so I could store that information.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember that was a really big part of uh, Trump's uh, campaign to keep uh, build a wall uh, around Japan to keep <laughs> in the robotic super wolves. Right. Uh, after Japanese researchers began testing prototypes to combat wild boars devastating encroachments into farmlands, since then a company called Wolf Kamui expanded sales of its sentry products featuring menacing fangs, fur, flashing red LED eyes, and a head capable of shaking side to side while emitting 90, a 90-decibel 90 howl. But boars aren't the only problem plaguing rural Japanese communities. According to many reports, wolf Kamui is now offering many of its faux wolves as bear deterrents. It turns out the super monster wolf isn't just effective at protecting farmers' crops, it's also pretty good at protecting the farmers themselves. As reported October 1st via the BBC, bears are an increasingly difficult, sometimes even deadly nuisance in many areas of Japan, thanks to a combination of serious factors including climate change, deforestation, and urban expansion. What's more, bear populations in regions such as Hokkaido appear to be increasingly uh, actually increasing as Japan faces an aging population and declining birth rates. <laughs> According to the BBC, some research estimate a total of over 22,000 bears located around Hokkaido. That's a lot of bears.
1: They have a ton of bears. I didn't know they had such a problem.
0: Yeah, well, not a problem anymore thanks to the robotic superwolves. <laughs> uh, because of all this, the region recorded at least 150 bear attacks over the last six decades with four fatalities in 2021 alone. Meanwhile, bears continue to wander into more crowded towns and cities, <laughs> bordering wildlife areas. just <laughs> They just enter the towns? Yeah, but they used to, until enter the super monster wolf. Oh. <laughs> By installing the guard bots in urban locales, Experts hope to deter bears from wandering into populated areas to potentially harm both humans and themselves. Researchers previously estimated that a robo-wolf's howls effectively deterred bears from encroaching within approximately one square kilometer of its installation, arguably better than many electric fence perimeters. With strategic placement, super monster wolves could help elderly communities and protect the bears. Oh my god, What if they turned on the elderly? That explains this next paragraph. Uh, Of course, humanity cannot solely rely on an army of robot wolves to protect us from bear attacks.
1: Obviously.
0: Obviously. I mean, let's face it. We're all on the same page here. Uh, Bears, not to mention countless other species, face immense existential threats in the face of ongoing climate change calamities. And it's not the bears' fault that they are increasingly desperate to find food sources. Oh. The best remedy therefore is to continue focusing on climate solutions like conservation, renewable energy, and sustainable urban planning rather than stopgaps like the super monster wolf.
1: But but let me play uh the devil's lawyer for a second. Please, you're literally representing the devil. Yes, he's my client. Um uh, when uh, let's just say there's I mean there's quite an aging population and at a certain age there may be some residents who want out, right? Yes, and suicide
0: is a cultural norm in Japan. Right, no, no, that's totally. Um, feed them to the fucking bears. Perfect, bears win, people who want to die win. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, <laughs> why not? Except the bears will develop a taste for man flesh. Right, but then we have the wolves. So we're, this is just another way of kicking the can down the road. Bro. Yeah, 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 that's what I want to do. <laughs> Well, Ethan, why don't you tell the listeners about the premise of our show? Now that we've caught them up on the latest cryptid news, tell them all about what the rest of the show is going to be
1: like. I thought you were going to hit the thing when you said cryptid news again. When
0: I mentioned our segment, A Cryptid Affair!
1: Well, like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fred Hour, one of us, me, Ethan, this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, or cryptid. Mm. This week, it's the Veo. And the other one of us, Shibble, has done absolutely nothing. He's uh, just kind of been around, been reading some books, maybe, doing some fix-it projects. And uh, he's going to play the audience surrogate and find out exactly what your hearts are burning to know about this mysterious cryptid, the Yateveo.
0: Yes, the Yateveo. Until you said it right now, I did not remember what it was, so I'm very excited to learn more. I am a Tabula Rasa on this one,
1: for sure. That's 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 a great alias for you, Tabula. Uh, what I would like to start out by doing is, is I'd like to say it again in my uh, dulcet tones, and mm. I'd like you to tell me what does it elicit from you? What do you see in your mind's eye when I say, are you ready now? Yes. The Yateveo. Uh, right. And where are they from? Um both South America and Africa.
0: Okay. Well, then I'm gonna say that they are. Ooh, let's go with alligator monsters. Oh. I love alligator monsters. I love a good alligator monster. Let's say that they are sentient alligators and they wear little (laughs) loincloths and uh, they carry around uh, big wooden clubs. Ooh. And uh, they're, uh, they also much like the bears that you want to bring to Japan are man eaters. Right. Am I right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I said, right. All right, great. What a show it was. <laughs> Thanks for
1: tuning in. Yeah, I got to tell you, not so correct, not so correct, but right. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. Uh, fortunately for you and for the audience, I do have a way to properly explain the Ate Veo to you. It's not it's not via movie, it's not via okay. poem or song. Okay. It's in the way that you and the audience we've we found out. Uh, also, learn best. It's yeah. narrative fiction. Narrative
0: fiction. Does that mean that it's story time?
1: Oh, oh yes, chival. It's story time. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster.
0: Story time. It's
1: story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time. Get my story out.
0: Oh yeah, good idea. That'll help.
1: Yeah, it was right behind the other page. That's what's cool about computers.
0: Yes, they always are behind the other page.
1: Right. (laughs) They got a lot of porn, too. How did we... (laughs) It'd be funny if you did it again when I started talking and just kept doing
0: it. Yeah, well, we'll see how it pans out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did that so you couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. How did we get here? I'm
0: done. I'm done. I'm done.
1: I'm done. done. Okay. How did we get here? You ask yourself as you wake up in a start and take in the scene from this dreadfully stinking brick faced room. There's blood dripping down almost every visible portion of the wall as if a Mm -hmm. giant child had played with that toy where the paper spins and you add paint to make a splatter picture, but with human blood and no other colors, and a wall, so not terribly similar. There was a pair of legs, one of which ended in a foot, resting next to you pumping arterial mist into the air. Your eyes tracked to the blood trail and saw the missing torso. The arms were nowhere to be seen, but the head was unmistakably Steffi McGrathens. It was wearing sunglasses with croquis to keep the shades from being lost, adept at their job, the sunglasses still hung about where Steffi McGrath's neck should be. Steffi was your best friend. Incidentally, now it was going to be Liza Bell Toller. She was cool. You reach down to close Steffi's eyes and pause to let a millipede rush on its way out of a socket. After it skitters into Steffi's open mouth, you shut her lids and wonder, "How did we get here?" As you contemplate the most, this most important query. You trip over a solid mound that makes a splurging sound when your weight pressures it. You land in a pile of leaves and gore and quickly spring back to your feet. What was that? Brushing aside some of the foliage, you see a human head buried up to the neck. In place of where the face should be is a bright strawberry death mask. In terror, you scream and back away, but with sudden relief, you realize this is but the back of a human head, and that was just hair. Its owner might still be alive. You turn the head in hopes of finding one of your companions. Sadly, the face on the other side is a skinless grinning skull with some type of digestive enzyme dripping from the edges. Oh fuck, it's Lysabel Toller. In this condition, she was not only shocking and dead, but would not make a suitable best or even second best friend. Good Lord in heaven, how did we get here? (laughs) You begin to imagine life without a best friend, the loneliest sort of life in your estimation. You'd have to bowl alone or with just regular friends who you weren't super close to, but just sort of enjoyed their company. You could gossip with them, but one of them might repeat something, probably, in fact. As uh, desperation haunts you, you hear a faint moaning from the far corner of the expansive room. Mm. You step over the carcass of Todd DuBose and push the innards of Shayna Lindler back into her stomach, somewhat tidying up on your way to the other side. You see Yule Hopkins with his jaw ripped from his face, and a headless Abdullah Haj Sliman still wearing his fubu jersey. The moans grow louder as you plod through the grunge and greenery to the only thing in the brick-faced room other than the macabre remains of your friends. It was a large plant in a humongous decorative pot. <clears throat> the moaning was coming from beside its mass of wavy brown and green tendrils, where a large space was covered by bladed leaves. You pulled one to the side, and you find Mora Lowerson inside. Mora's face was melting. The skin and cartilage making up her nose was sliding from the edge of her chin as a briny liquid seemed to aid in her digestion. Mm. Truthfully, you weren't all that put out because you'd never liked Mora Lowerson all that much. I mean, she was cool, but not in your friend group or anything. Still, you found it shocking that her face was sliding off of her skull. Mora! You yell out. How did we get here? Says Mora's melting head. Wait, what? You ask and lean closer to the giant plant. Mora's liquefying visage insists. Wait, I'm sorry. I really, it's so hard to understand you. You request as you lean in still further. Mora's sloughing features hesitate and then completely peel off with a wet slurping sound. You lean in one last time, staring in shock at Mora's near corpse. Unfortunately, you have now leaned close enough that you are in range of the plant. Spiky tendrils rip you from the floor and in one smooth motion force you through the now visible maw of the man-eating plant. You, unnamed girl with no best friend, are about to be eaten and digested by
0: the Yateveo. The Yateveo. 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 Ya te
1: veo. Wow! It sounds like what an a- exclamation, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I. I want to make sure that I really dig it into my brain because I don't want to mess it up. Of course. Later on during ya te veo. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got it. I think I've got it.
1: You can remember it like this because my aunt Rosie would say "Ya sang deo." About that song, Deo, she would say Y'all that.
0: sang Deo? Okay, Yate, Yate Veo. Veo. you're right. Okay, I yeah. like it. So it's a big old man-eating plant. That is exactly what the Yate Veo is. I love it. I am in love with it. I cannot you are? It. Yes. It's like a big old Petey Piranha. It's like an Audrey 2. Total- I- it,
1: it's totally an Audrey 2. Do you, do you have some sort of feeling for Audrey?
0: I was in a production of Little Shop of Horrors and when I was 13 at camp. What wh- who did you play? I played the lead. Did you really? That's right. I played Seymour Krelborn. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I bet I crushed it. That would that would be a great role for me. If anyone is putting on a community theater production of Little Shop of Horrors, please, please send me your casting notice. I am... Nothing more than that though.
1: Only up to community theater. Like, No, I'm going to wrestle
0: my own way and that way I can have fun with it. I don't want to make a big commitment. Right, right. So Steven Spielberg, don't call. Don't call me because, listen, Spielberg, we both know that that's a love him and leave him thing in the post office. That's a job there for life. I can't go messing that up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So what we've got is a
1: man-eating plant, Shibs. Would you like to hear a little more about the Yatevea? Yeah, give me the big
0: picture, and then I'm curious what kind of facts you got this week. Oh, I have some facts for you. But give me the big picture first. I want that big picture. Well, I wanted to start off with
1: um, a carnivorous plant to show, just just to give you an idea of carnivorous plants. And one that we all know, in fact, the Venus flytrap, I thought we'd yes. start with.
0: I owned one as a lad. Never yeah. saw it ate a fly.
1: You should have been very careful. They're carnivorous.
0: Yes, but I think I had the size advantage, even as a boy.
1: Well, you sh- you didn't fight it, so you never found out. The Venus flytrap is a carnivorous plant native to subtropical wetlands on the east coast of the United States. It catches its prey, chiefly insects and arachnids. with a tra- I guess you were safe. With a
0: trapping, you were
2: very well, chiefly light, you insects, <laughs> you, chiefly insects You were very small. But-
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: you know, maybe sometimes they want to mix it up. Maybe this one has already developed a taste for man blood and now it's a man eater. Uh they use a
1: trapping structure formed by each of the plant's leaves triggered by little tiny hairs on their
0: surfaces. So that's something to remember. Yeah, I remember seeing a close up of those three tiny hairs in a Mr. Wizard video. Really? Yeah, I loved Mr. Wizard as a boy. I don't I don't even know who that is. I remember you, Bill Nye. You, no, he was uh he was pre-Bill Nye. He was Canadian and they would show him on Nickelodeon and he would do a little science experiments. He was called Mr. Wizard. Uh we we should have him back. I like him. I like the idea of him. He's great. I once me and my roommate downloaded every single episode of Mr. Wizard, all 113. Uh we made it through quite a few of them.
1: I was wondering what you did with them. I thought that was the story that you just downloaded them like I was No, we then watched about, them.
0: We got through uh, I want to say at least half.
1: That's really cool. I mean, we we have dumb kids now. Like, I mean, my kid's not dumb, but like kids in general seem dumb. We could use more science. Yeah, yeah. Show them some, Mister Wizard. When an insect or spider crawling along the leaves uh, contacts one of the little hairs that Chevy uh, noticed on Bill mm-hmm. Nye the Wizard, uh, the trap prepares to close, snapping shut only if another contact occurs within twenty seconds of the first strike. Because you want to make sure it's something nice and nutritious, like it's a real thing. You don't want to just get brushed by and be like, food! And it's not, you know? Yeah, because
0: then you're wasting too much energy. You're opening and closing all the time. You can't be doing that when you're a plant.
1: Also, these hairs have a heat sensor, and fire makes them snap shut, and they're more resilient to forest fires. Oh, smart. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to burn an, the inside of your mouth. Sometimes entire fi- uh, forests burn down, and there are just Venus fly traps left.
0: And that'll be great because there'll be flies there from all the corpses of the animals. <laughs> I made that up, but I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Tough. Okay, fair enough. You got me that time. <laughs> Although widely cultivated
1: for sale because you bought yours, right? You didn't find yours.
0: Yeah, no, I, I bought it. It came in like a little plastic case.
1: Oh, that's cool. I had a beta fish, but, you know, to each other Yeah. One. The population of uh, the Venus flytrap has been rapidly declining. Uh, The species is currently under Endangered Species Act review by U.S. Fish and Wildlife. So I guess you can't do that anymore.
0: No, I guess it's bordering on endangered. Well, unless home breeders help, you know, keep propagating the species. That's true. You could, oh my God, if you were a Venus flytrap
1: breeder, what a title that is for you.
0: Yes, then I would have a reason to just fill one room in my house with flies. Or with corpses. Yes, with corpses. The corpses are there to make the flies, you guys. It's for my Venus (laughs) flytrap business. I sell Venus flytraps on the internet, and it's also a conservation thing. Hi, I'm Tabula Rasa. I breed um, Venus (laughs) flytraps. What?
1: Don't investigate my basement. (laughs) Yeah, and don't smell my trunk. Uh, plants are considered carnivorous if they have these five traits. Uh, All right, number
0: one.
1: Capture prey in traps.
0: Okay, they got to use a trap.
1: Got to use a trap. Number two, they have to kill the captured prey. Okay,
0: no, no wounding. Right, you can't just torture things. You in, in can't just fun. like drink some of their blood and let them go. Right, no, none of that. No, there's none no of that mercy. nice
1: vampire stuff. It's very Cobra Kai. Number three, digest the captured prey
0: so they gotta digest they're not just killing for fun this is for food
1: right this is this is very you know like you know take everything even the bones. what was that don't do the accent
0: <laughs> no it's because they're bad to the bone oh they are bad to the <laughs> these plants are bad
1: to the bone number four have you ever seen one on a motorcycle god that's uh, that sounds sick as hell no, I just wanted to hear you play that.
0: Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, draw the Yateveo on the back of a sick hog. Oh, that would be, oh my
1: God, that's awesome. With a with a, with a, one of those vests, the leather vests on, and yeah. like one of
0: those German helmets. No, not one of the German ones. The, the German ones have a bad uh, history to them. I don't know if you've heard about Wait, some... could it have a sidecar with you in it, in the picture? Probably. Oh. We could be riding out together.
1: That's awesome. Number four. They have to absorb the nutrients from the digested prey. And number five, use those nutrients to grow and develop, not for okay. anything else.
0: God, you can only using them for growing and developing, not, say, for uh, propagating your species, which is pretty much the only other thing that a plant does. Or gambling. Yeah, you can't gamble with them. Right. You can't collect the insurance money. <laughs> I
1: mean, they can try. I mean, I mean no, closer. they
0: can't. If they do, they're not carnivorous anymore.
1: Oh, that's true. That's you know, that's a good point. Uh, There's also five of something else. Five trapping mechanisms that are found on carnivorous plants. I'd like to. Okay, give me the five traps. The pitfall trap. Number one, the pitfall. The flypaper trap. Number two, the flypaper. Snap traps. Number three, the snapper. That's the Venus flytrap one.
0: Yeah. Whereas
1: bladder traps.
0: Bladder traps. Yeah, it's like an
1: internal vacuum. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Like it sucks them in. Yeah. They're like, oh, a bladder. And you going <clears> to <throat> get sucked right into it. Okay. I can understand that. And then you melt.
0: Yeah. Because and they gamble. Like with your yeah.
1: <laughs> and lobster pot traps, also known as eel traps. And they use inward pointing hairs to point prey towards a digestive organ. And then they're like, oh no, I'm here already. I'm food.
0: Yeah. Oops. Uh, The only other carnivorous plant that I remember specifically is the pitcher plant. That is a really good one. Uh, And those can even be underwater. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, before, okay, so that gives us our big picture carnivorous plants. Now, before we get to the Yateveo, do you have any
1: facts for me this week? We have Layla Presents Carnivorous Plant Facts.
0: Layla? Boy, we just got a lot of those. I'm I'm amped up for more carnivorous plant facts from Layla in... Layla presents... Carnivorous Plant Facts.
2: Number one. There are over 700 species of carnivorous plants around the world.
1: Carnivorous plants are found all across the world, on every continent except Antarctica, because that's the shitty one. North America has the highest number of different carnivorous plant species, including Hmm. some of the most famous, including... Venus flytraps, pitcher plants, you got that mm. one, sundews, butterworts, oh, yeah, yeah. and bladderworts. You, yes, hey, you, yes, hey. We're number one H-A. in something. Hell it's yeah. It's not education. <laughs> we are bad to the bone.
2: Number two, a new species of carnivorous plant was just discovered.
1: Awesome. A bromeliad species was recently discovered that is in the middle of an evolutionary process to become carnivorous. Hmm.
2: Scientists
1: are saying this because the leaves have become wax coated and they make bugs fall off of them
0: into their water filled pitcher trap. Mm, And so now they just need to start digesting and using the calories gained from that digestion (laughs) in order to fuel propagation, growth and health.
1: And in, in, in a million years, they will be carnivorous in that way, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure with the amount of ambient radiation we have in the air now, <laughs> it'll probably be before uh, your daughter graduates high school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Next month, it'll be. No, she. she when does she graduate?
0: In, uh, in uh, July, do they do it? I think it's July these days. I think they have shorter summer breaks now.
2: Number three. Carnivorous plants can't harm humans.
0: Well... We'll see about that. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: Keep in mind, I said carnivorous. I didn't say man-eating.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a very
1: specific No, thing. seriously, there's, there's a big difference.
0: Yeah, one of them eats men.
1: For example, yeah, one's, one eats man's. For yeah. example, a pitcher plant would take weeks to even begin breaking down the tip of your finger. But I guess, it could, I guess it could do it. I mean, they're kind of saying it could do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, what if I was in a vegetative state?
1: <laughs> you'd be awesome on the show <laughs> and I'm Ethan and here's Shibble <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> uh, the pitcher
1: <laughs> you'd be hitting those buttons trying to get me to like bring you water but I would just think you were being funny oh. yeah. wait what do you need Shibble you must need something what do you need those are our first three carnivorous plant facts
0: from Layla. Okay, well now give me, let's get to the big boy. Let's get to yeah. the man of the hour. We are 27 here. minutes in. Tell me about the Yateveo.
1: The Yateveo is a man eater. Mm. A man eating plant is a carnivorous plant like we discussed, but one that kills and consumes humans. Okay. There uh, is such legends exist around the world. Legend. One that may not be just a legend is the... Yateveo.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The earliest known report of this man-eating plant was a piece by Edmund Spencer for the New York World in 1874. I'm an avid reader, the New mm. York World.
0: All uh, right, that's a that's what, 150 years? That's a good uh, good length of time there. Yeah, no, it's been around a while. I'm sure it's yeah. been around since uh, God created it. Some, or Yeah, to... I mean, somebody would have... Well, obviously, as we've seen with evolution, first of all, it could pop up.
1: That'd be uh, funny. Man eating things popping up. I like that. That makes things spicier.
0: Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, man's not the top of the food chain. It's a plant.
1: (laughs) That was the really the idea behind Little Shop of Horrors. That was like their that was their um, what's it called? That one line you put under a a pitch.
0: Uh, tagline. Logline.
1: Yeah. You're not the top of the food chain anymore. A plant is.
0: And somebody was like, "We'll make that movie." Well, Roger Corman was like that, and he shot that movie in three days. No, really? Yeah. The original Little Shop of Horrors was shot in three days. It was written in two. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I should have found that out
1: for one of the facts that mentions him. Uh, the article I'm discussing in 1874 published a letter by German explorer Carl leche Okay. Known as Carl Milk in Spain. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay. No, he wasn't. But no. Just makes okay. Me laugh. Uh, he provided a report of encountering a sacrifice performed by the Mkoto tribe of Madagascar. Yes, uh, well known to me, the Nkoto people. Right, you're familiar with the Mkotos?
0: Well, uh, by reputation only. Oh, well. You should I read hear more. they feed men to man-eating plants. You should read more New York World. Oh, believe me, I will. I will become much more aware of the dangers of Madagascar, including the Uncoto. So the natives
1: fed a lady to a man-eating plant in front of this uh, Carl Milk. And hey, girl... Carl, check
0: this out. <laughs> Look what we can do. <laughs> okay, Wait, they... don't do these. No, they... oh, no, you gotta see this. It's wild. I guess. No, I mean she is. Do you know what we're gonna? Do you know what we're gonna do? No. We're gonna feed this woman to a plant. Wait, I'm not sure we should do this. Have you? Why did you see it before? Did somebody <laughs> already show you? Did you see it before? <laughs>
1: Once, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was uh, horrendous, but I could watch one more time. Uh, he was French, I guess. Story- he was from uh,
0: Alsace Lorraine. He's on. Yeah. The- <laughs>
1: This story was picked up by many other uh, newspapers of the day where it gained even uh, more notoriety. Uh, Describing the tree, the account related, the slender, delicate tendrils with the fury of starved serpents quivered a moment over her head, then as if instinct with uh, demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils round and round her neck and arms. Then while her awful screams and yet more awful laughter... Mm. Rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan. The tendrils, one after another, like great green serpents with brutal energy and infernal rapidity, rose, retracted themselves, and wrapped her about in fold after fold, ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas fastening upon their prey.
0: Okay, a couple interesting things from that article. Sure. One, they referred to it as a tree. Which yeah. was n- not the type of plant I was imagining. No, it's not. You were looking at, like, you were thinking flytrap. I was thinking, yeah, big mouth like Audrey too, like no, the it's killer more plants'
1: a tree-like structure
0: uh, and, I've seen. And it it digests just with the tendrils. It wraps you in digestive tendrils.
1: It's it's a little blurry. There are tendrils. There's the hint of a maw in some of the uh, visuals that I've seen. Okay.
0: Okay, I, but know, it has it has many prehensile tendrils. Yes. And also the woman
1: at one point was laughing. Yeah, yeah, that was the part I found strange. I guess that's it was like, oh my that part god, is, this is
0: ridiculous. I mean, that part is certainly very frightening. I'm thinking that the uh, either A, the uh, plant just gives you a tickle, just tickles <laughs> you, which is not how I want to go. I don't want to be tickled at something. No, no. It's already uncomfortable. Or two... Uh, it has some sort of intoxicating effect that it's getting you super high before it destroys you. Well, I was thinking that's awesome, by the way. But I was thinking two
1: things. I was thinking either it hurts so much that she passed crying and went back to laughter.
0: Eh, could be. I, I don't. Does that happen?
1: I I don't know many people who have been eaten by a tree or plant.
0: No, I mean, does that happen in other situations? Do people well, do that? I don't know many
1: people who've been chewed up. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, they're getting chewed. That does. I mean, I, I don't know many people who have died in horrible circumstances so, to ask. So, I mean, I, I okay. think it could happen. I, you, I could see some. But you never
0: laughing. saw it happen. You never saw someone no, no, suffering no. so horribly that they started laughing.
1: No, but I I feel like there's something the other the other thing I was gonna say is there's something in me that would think of you if this happened to me and I would start laughing. I'd be like he's gonna find out that I was eaten by a plant and it would make me laugh so hard.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna imagine that it gets you fucked up. That's oh, my answer.
1: I like that. So it's not so it but so it's gonna take you, it's gonna it's gonna drug you a bit so you don't fight as much.
0: Yeah, exactly. Less struggle and uh, you know. And then it starts releasing its digestive enzymes but also using these tendrils that was not one of the five carnivorous plant attack styles as i recall not one yeah, of the five yeah. deadly venoms of the plant world well it's a very special plant no <laughs> yeah, okay no no it's just interesting it's yes, interesting yes. Is all it's like I'm a dentist.
1: Saying. Before it goes to work on you, it gives you a little laughing gas. That's it, that's how I like to think of it. The dentist. Yeah, and before the back dentist
0: back. comes and uh, crushes you and grinds your bones, that's what he does. They do grind your bones. You had the uh, for the power of the <laughs> brace causes your veins to explode. <laughs> Thank you, John Boy. Time for a new segment. Fine and come a day eat there. Come and a day eat
2: there. Come and a
0: day eat there. Come and a day eat there. Now, I think a big part of, uh, you sort of in your how Stella got her groove back journey as a newly single, single dad is uh, honest reflection, right? Like you've right. got to grow as a person this, and being single. It's a great time to work on yourself. Yeah. You know, to take a look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, get a good clean look. So last week you promised me. Oh, you said, yeah. I promise. I, I, I should have seen it fucking coming. <laughs> You said, I promise that I will have a new microphone. Listeners, you might have listened and heard Ethan clipping before and blowing out his mic a little bit. And he promised me that he was going to have a new microphone this week. I did. And he does
1: not. No, 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 I didn't. When I said I did, I don't mean like I had a new microphone. I mean, I did promise.
0: You did promise that and you did not fulfill that promise. I broke a promise. In fact, it made me very sad today. I broke a promise just to put the icing on the cake. Here's a text that you sent me earlier this week. When you are so sick. All right, go ahead. <laughs> when Layla, Layla had forgotten to record her intros for one. Oh, of, you, oh, she, oh, you can't, uh,
1: it's different for a child, but go
0: ahead. And so, uh, Ethan had asked her to record them and she was going to work on it. And he said, uh, Text number one, Layla recording now. Should be done in five minutes. Right, that's I that's just enough. scolded her seriously. Text number two, you have to do something when you give your word. <laughs> she always does, but this time she's totally big-timing me.
1: And that must be the way that I'm acting in the way that you feel. And I think that it's fine and it's fine and it's... so No, I feel... I feel terrible. I told you I broke a promise, and there's nothing more I can say than that's a, that's being a shitty person.
0: It's not being a shitty person. We're all human. We all make mistakes.
1: Right. All we people all are sometimes... shitty. That's my point, being a shitty person. But that's not the... that that's I don't bring this me. up. I don't... I'm not proud of is doing uh, something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed.
0: Well, I don't bring this up to embarrass you. I don't want to make you feel bad. I do want you to remember, please, this week... Get a new microphone.
1: See now, I'm not sure if I want to or if I want to see what you'll do with it next week. So now, now I. Now next I week we're know. gonna
0: have a guest. Next week we should have special guest author Hal Johnson. It would be nice just to have some clean microphones.
1: Okay, all right, then I'll do it. All right, if if there's nothing we can get out of it comedically, then no, I, I no, I, I think, think I
0: think I hit the nail on the head. I think we can no, call it was this the one and one. I, I did
1: not, I did not enjoy this. This was awful and i feel terrible and um i did the wrong thing audience and i will have a microphone you will see i you know what i promise to the audience
0: okay great listeners if he does not have a microphone next week please (laughs) i will let you know please give out my phone number yeah well give uh just give us the meanest uh means of communication however you can through social media
2: yeah,
1: yeah, you can you can, you can, can let me know what a piece of shit I am if I don't have a microphone. This is next week. This is yes. not now. Let's no, not- now forgiven. is
0: forgiven. Now it's done. We've made our point, and it's fine. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And so back to the yateve. What about my love life? Oh, no, this is about self-improvement. How is your love <laughs> life? Any updates?
1: No, no fucking updates.
0: <laughs> okay, well, there we go. We're going to yep. take this week, and we're going to work on ourselves. And then next week, we're going to dive back in. Okay, I got you. So, about the yateveo, um, Yes, about it. Um, tell me more about the yateveo. So, it's a big tree that squeezes you to death with tendrils. <laughs> yeah. Just to remind everybody. A
1: later article in 1879 described a plant that had the capability to drain the blood of any living thing that comes within its death-dealing touch.
0: Okay, geez, Louis. Any living thing.
1: Any living thing. An elephant... A person.
0: Another a plant.
1: Person, another plant.
0: A, a worm under the under the ground. A worm. Completely a worm. Um, oh, not a totally. car. No, not. The car's famously not alive. Right. Not a car. Unless, of course, it's the famous Golden Eagle, oh. the most cursed car in America. What a battle that would be. That'd be a tough
1: one. Did I do a fight night for this? Okay. Uh, a naturalist who was hunting for botanical specimens once heard his dog cry out in Madagascar also.
0: Mm, near the home of the Enkutu
1: uh, not, not, not especially, but it was in Madagascar. In Madagascar. Right. Running to whence the animal's cries came, Mr. Dunstan, we'll call him, found him enveloped mm. in a network of fine rope-like tissue of roots and fibers.
0: Well, we should check in on him.
1: <laughs> he's, st- he's still there. Um, Mr. Dunstan uh, manifested great horror at the vine, uh, which his native servants began to yell, Yate Veo. He mm. was able to discover very little about the nature of the plant, owing to the difficulty of handling it, for its grasp could only be torn away with the loss of skin and even of flesh.
0: Oh geez, so it'll uh, has like it'll just grab on and start digging right into you.
1: Yeah, and and the reason Mister Dunstan ascertained uh, was that there were, there were a number of infinitesimal uh, infinitesimal mouths and suckers open for the reception of blood all over its little tendrils. Oh geez, that is gross. So it's a puss.
0: Okay, yeah, just covered in uh, little lamprey mouths.
1: Oh no, no, they're covered in those mouths from Nightmare on Elm Street that want drugs. Oh, ugh. oh that's gross. Ugh, those are so gross. Oh, that's what it's covered in. Oh, that's totally what it's covered in. Oh, in man. James Buell's 1889 Sea and Land, the Ateveo is described as being native to both Africa and South America. And how did it get its name, Shibble? Is that what you're asking? Is that what I? Uh, I believe it's what the natives
0: were calling it.
1: No, it is named for the Spanish phrase yate veo because it makes a hissing sound similar to yate veo, like yate veo, yate veo. Okay, and it so... means in Spanish, now I see you. Oh, and, geez, yeah, so it says that all the time, it just follows you around going, yate veo.
0: That's creepy, it's That's a little creepy. bit sent- sentient. Yeah, or uh or it just learned that phrase somehow. It's like a parrot. Yeah. And it
1: lived with like a like a really like a mirror prone woman or man.
0: Yeah, or someone that was hunting it. And or a
1: hide and seek lover.
0: Like you know how in the Predator in Predator, do you remember the movie Predator? Of course. Love Predator. When the predator would like hear what they were saying, they would do the predator vision, and, yes. and then later on, it would like repeat those things at them. That's yes,
1: that's it. Heard, yeah. That was that must have been its favorite thing it ever heard. Some guy was like, "Hey, I, hombre, I, I ya yeah. te veo. And it was like, <gasps> ya yeah. Te veo. yeah, and it started whispering it and shit. Yeah, that's totally what happened. Um, it has poisonous spines. Uh, some of them have poisonous spines. Some of them just have spines. Uh, And they resemble many huge serpents in an angry discussion. Uh, They occasionally dart from side to side as if striking at an imaginary foe. And they uh, pierce any creature that comes within reach. So if you get in striking range of the veo, it'll just like reach out and poke a hole in your head.
0: Ah, jeez, I don't need that.
1: No, no, I need that like I I need a hole hole in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Give yourself one, too. We did it at the same time. The famous carnivorous tree is said to catch and consume humans, completely devouring them within minutes. Oof, that is fast-acting. It is hungry. There are many different descriptions of the plant, but most reports say it has a short, thick trunk and long tendril appendages. Um, And my favorite part... Many attest that it has a single large eye to locate its prey. Okay,
0: now we consume it.
1: Yeah. Now, yate Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Imagine a big tree with an eyeball following you around going,
0: yate Yeah, I'd be, I'd be ready to get the fuck out of that uh, area. I Imagine if it, it wasn't even
1: me. hiding, if it was just like creeping through the open going, yate <laughs> Yeah,
0: just... <laughs> And I have to keep on acting like I don't notice it? You that's... just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> I would just ignore it. I would totally not play into that. Do you think you could now run it? Is it rooted to the ground or can it get up and move? No, I think it
1: has roots, but I think it could put them in and out of the ground as quickly as it could poke a hole through your head.
0: Okay. Okay, so can, it can get up and run at you.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, oh, it can run on those roots, absolutely. It can move, um, I'd say a good, uh, how fast do humans run, like 17 miles an hour?
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's their sustained run. I think they can sprint faster, but I think s- sustained is somewhere around 17.
1: What do you think the Ateveo, if it's if it's giant and it's moving on like a treadmill of tendrils?
0: It's like a I ten- think uh, that's a lot of mass to move. They're pretty yeah. top-heavy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say, but they could probably turn corners really well. So you yeah. wouldn't want to zigzag. You'd want to get a straight sprint going. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say they top out at around 25, but it probably takes them a while to get that momentum up.
1: And if you change direction, it would probably be hard for them to suddenly change direction if they got going at 25. that
0: top speed, it would, yeah. but I bet they, since it's probably one central eye, it probably can move at 360 degrees, Right. right? Sticking out the top. Right, we're all thinking we're all thinking it's not in the trunk, right, facing forward. It's at the top and it can face every way. Right, it's like of on course. a branch. And it's, an,
1: it's like a satellite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but that means obviously no depth perception. So you can probably see if you can use that to your advantage. Try getting really close and it'll think that you're huge. Uh <laughs> uh. Es una gigante yeah yeah i'm gonna say this thing can hustle i'm gonna say i it would be tough to get away from it on foot that'll be useful in fight night um maybe in a forest where it could get
1: clacked up with like regular trees remember when getting shot you could say like oh that guy got clapped up like people would say that oh they would people would say he got clapped up and people also called guns llamas at one point
0: wow llamas that's
1: that was a weird one
0: yeah, I don't know if I... That one doesn't resonate. I can see why it didn't stick around.
1: Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, it didn't catch on nationally. It was more of a New York regional. Yeah. Llamas. Uh, J.W. Buell gives us this description of the floral abomination in his seminal work, Sea and Land, that we read from before. hmm Travelers have told us of a plant, which they... Oh, well, you don't have to read that. The marvelous vegetable minotaur. <laughs> okay, so vegetable on top, man Wait, on top. There are vegetables growing off like all parts of it, I picture.
0: Oh, okay. So, but the body is still man. The arms, legs, head. There's a man? You picture you know, a man? Minotaur?
1: Minotaur is part man. I know. I think it's referring to the fact that it's too... That it's blended, you know, like that it's that it's moving differently than a plant, you know, and that it's plant and vegetable and, you know, but I don't think any of it's human.
0: Oh, OK. So it's a minotaur and then it's two things. Right. But neither of those things is either man nor bull. They're just two plants. Right. OK. Interesting. That's, that's my that's my thought. I could be wrong. No, no. I, I You know. Art is a dialogue between artist and audience, between (laughs) writer and reader. So you know whatever you think is true and valid.
1: Um, From the top of this trunk radiates giant spines, Mm. narrow and flexible, but of extraordinary tenaciousness. Uh, The edges are armed with barbs or dagger-like teeth. Mm. Instead of growing upright or at an inclined angle from the trunk, these spines lay their outer ends upon the ground and so gracefully are they distributed that the trunk resembles an easy couch with green drapery around it in that position.
0: Mm, Okay, very elegant.
1: Yeah, it it does an imitation of a couch, is the point.
0: Yeah, it it makes itself look soft and welcoming, hiding its deadly spines. Particularly like a couch. Yes, in a couch-style fashion. Yeah. Uh, The unfortunate
1: traveler, ignorant of the monstrous creation which lies in his way, And curious to examine the strange couch.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm here to check that couch out.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, if you're in the jungle and you're tired, like a couch. There's something about that couch. It just looks so comfortable.
0: It looks very inviting.
1: Uh, Why are there bones all around it? Um, So the moment your feet are set within the circle of the spines, if you sit on the couch version. The spines rise up like serpents and wrap all around you until you're drawn to the stump. Um, And then the the daggers get uh, driven into your body and you get torn apart and fed into the stump. Okay. Wow. That's the body. I'm sorry. The body is crushed until every drop of blood is squeezed out of it and becomes absorbed by the gore loving plant. When the
0: dry carcass is thrown out. Oh, geez. So they just throw out a crushed up, dried up dude. A husk. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a vampire plant.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's vampiric. I like that it throws out the husk. It's like, no. No, I don't need that. No, I don't need. Well, we don't need the peel on the banana, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of our bodies. It's like,
0: more well, like, ya se ve no, am I right? Ya se ve uh, no. <laughs>
1: I like that. No, right. no. Ya se ve no. <laughs> that sounds like a funny joke in Spanish. Yeah, I say, think it would. No. <laughs> 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 Do you want to get some Layla uh, presents carnivorous plant facts?
0: I absolutely am dying. For some Layla presents. Carnivorous plant. Plants.
2: Number four. There are underwater carnivorous plants.
1: Okay. Yes, the water wheel plant and the bladder warts. Mmm. Their main prey is mosquito larvae. Okay, yeah,
0: that sounds like a great snack for an underwater plant. Sounds like a great snack, period. Munch, munch, munch. That's Remember- what the future the liberals want. <laughs>
2: Number five. Do not take carnivorous plants from the wild.
1: If
0: you're lucky enough to encounter a
1: carnivorous plant in the wild, do not take it. It's tempting, but people taking these plants from their habitats is the reason why so many are now on the endangered list.
0: Well, I think there's only one way to describe the act of taking carnivorous plants from the wild. <laughs> Add to the bone. Number
2: six. Carnivorous plants are hungry because they're in the worst dirt.
0: They hate that
1: dirt. Carnivorous plants are usually found in areas that have low soil nutrients around them. So I guess most of them are what? Evolutionarily, they become carnivorous because they're like, God, we're not eating well. We need a fly.
0: Yeah, we got to mix it up. Is that where where they come from? Uh, Apparently, uh, uh, that is... Seems like that would make sense as conditions that would drive a plant to meat eating.
1: Uh, how to is that even problem. an option, though? This
0: is such a weird world, dude. Evolution's crazy. It's what it a magical, scary. wonderful, beautiful blue marble. And by
1: evolution, do you mean God changing stuff? I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, no, I mean how God created everything originally oh, okay. in six days. I th- okay, I thought that's what you meant.
1: I just wanted it to be clear for our listeners because you might have upset them, you know? No, I don't
0: want anyone to think that I don't think that every word of the Bible is literally actually true. Right. And that's why I support the nation of Israel. Ha 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 ha! All right, then we're done with that round. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was certainly crazy. And you know what? The Yateveo sounds crazy, but can it love? (laughs) (laughs) A werewolf ate my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? What do you think? Can this giant man-eating plant
1: fall in love? No, it's a fucking man it's like it's a plant. It doesn't talk. It's not
0: Seymour or well I've heard well first of all we know that it does talk. We even know exactly oh, what Oh, I'm
1: sorry. You're absolutely right. What am I'm not even paying attention to myself today? I'm very off today.
0: Yeah, you're, hey, sometimes it's just one of those days. Don't worry, I'll carry the
1: show. I thought I was doing fine with the show. I meant emotionally, but thank you for also... So it is the show and my... Yeah, it's both
0: professionally and personally. Okay, I'm feeling all
1: around today. Thank you for making
0: that clear, yes. You are 100% in the toilet. Drowning, 100% drowning, wonderful, in a whirlpool. So... Uh yeah, I don't think it can love. It doesn't give me a very big loving vibe. It gives <laughs> me a lot of creepy vibes. Yeah, there, there, I, no. Now I've read some uh, you know, things that have said plants could communicate with each other, maybe that trees can warn each other of danger.
1: Um yeah, but how quickly do they react to the warning if they're like there's there's someone coming to cut you down? The other one's like, well, I <laughs> Where yeah, go? there's
0: not much I can do about it, brother. Uh, <laughs>
1: I'll grit my teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell my wife I love her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. they. I guess I can't leave. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm going to say that if they can, uh, love, uh, that love would be completely alien to you and I. But let's say you wanted to give it a shot. What's your dream first date with the Yateveo?
1: Uh, my dream first date, um, my strategy for first dates is usually to do something that the other person will enjoy, because I'll enjoy it just being with them, and if that fails, I'll enjoy it just being with me. So I think to myself, what would the Yate Veo enjoy? It likes to eat humans Yeah, and uh,
0: photosynthesize, I suppose. Yeah, and so keep it away from which... To, I'm sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on.
1: No, no, it's fine. It was your turn. During no, 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 no. During no. my can can it love. It was definitely your turn. Go ahead. No, no.
0: I love it when we have just this nice, smooth, steady dialogue. No, I'm going to get a new microphone and maybe right. you'll
1: stop it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just trying to find something to be your fault because I'm so upset about the microphone. It's
0: um, fine. Forgive yourself.
1: It's okay, Ethan. Oh, my God. I'm it's so bad at that. It, it doesn't feel like it's okay.
0: It's okay.
1: Okay. Um, I would take it to the Arboretum.
0: Okay. Get it to meet some more peaceful plants.
1: No, no, cuz you could drink there and I don't think anyone would care.
0: It's true, fair enough.
1: So we'd go there and we'd get super drunk and um we would just chat about like our experiences like what it's eaten, mm. you know. Who, who it's I... eaten?
0: anybody famous?
1: Yeah, anyone famous, that would be, you know. Who do you think if if like one dead famous person was eaten by Yatebea, who would it have been? Uh, Amelia Earhart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i say uh what about gotti yeah gotti <laughs> that could have happened to john gotti
1: or no who, who am i thinking of yeah are gotti. you are thinking of
0: jimmy hoffa
1: jimmy hoffa that's what i'm
0: thinking
1: of <laughs> john gotti i'm thinking of john i'm thinking of john gotti yes
0: yeah, so that's absolutely What i'm thinking of well All right, I'm going to take the Yateveo to someplace that has really good soil. Oh. See if that helps it calm down a little bit. Or at the very least, that way I think we could spend time together as safely as possible without it instantly throwing a spike through my brain (laughs) and squeezing every last drop of blood from my body. But can it fuck? Fuck. (laughs) that sounds crazy
1: but fuck. <laughs> I like the uh the equality of time and energy put into each bumper
0: <laughs> well you can see that I got better as I went along Can fuck was our first bumper but
1: there is the funny thing is that they I like them equally
0: <laughs> yeah they all have their own personality
1: yeah um I'm gonna say that and I always say the monster can fuck but I don't like to take away fucking from anything but I I
0: don't see how this thing.
1: Um, fucks anything, or gets fucked,
0: or does does fucking. No, I think once again, plants are just so alien from us, and this thing really seems to have almost no human-like qualities. Its one desire seems to be draining blood. Uh, right. but that said, maybe it could find itself in some tentacle porn style fucking yes. situation. I didn't think about that. There's a lot of... Uh, that's
1: Japanese, right? The tentacle porn? Uh,
0: it was certainly very popular in Japan. I'd be hard-pressed to know 100% that. No, i know. It was uh, developed... I, I know exactly where it was. The Old Man Squid, right? Uh, it was... Well, that is allegedly one precursor, although there were other... Uh, uh, the the Dream of the Fisherman's Wife. The yeah, that. that. That's
1: what I meant. <laughs>
0: uh, but the... the a uh, more recent flashpoint for tentacle pornography. The first tentacle pornog- pornographic manga is, of course, uh Legend of the Overfiend, available now uh in English from publishers Faku. Uh fantastic book. I own the first four volumes. <laughs> hard to recommend, but boy, hard to put down. Uh now. So yeah, I'm just saying it's possible that I can fuck.
1: You own and enjoy things that are hard to recommend. I love that.
0: <laughs> I have peculiar tastes. You might describe me as uh, I don't know. Add <laughs> to the bone. I'm just picturing the plant on the motorcycle with the eye. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm in the sidecar. Give me your clothes. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> it's fight night.
1: Fight. In this corner, we have the man eating plant, the Ateveo. In the other corner, we have seven foot one, three hundred and fifty pound. Very quick, very agile, prime, Shaquille
0: O'Neal. All right. Now, couple of questions. About how long are these tendrils? Six feet. Six feet. Okay, so you got to get pretty close before yeah. it can get you. Interesting. One of them is seven feet. I'm going to say it can take down Shaq. <laughs> no. The explosiveness of those tendrils, uh, I recall them puncturing the human body. Is that accurate? Like yeah, piercing green, your skull?
1: I, I said it would puncture your skull. There was, I, I, I didn't read anything about them puncturing a skull, but it, it seemed like they might be able to. But you got to remember that Shaq is stronger than us.
0: No, Shaq is definitely stronger than us.
1: But I'm not going go to start saying his skull is different than ours. There's no yeah. way you're getting me to say yeah.
0: that. No, I'm not. I'm saying, yeah, I'm going to say you're going to need more than one shack. Uh, how many shacks? I'm going to say you need three shacks. In Gardner's outfits? Yeah, they're each wearing uh, like beige overalls <laughs> and a very broad brimmed hat. They come on a truck? And white Hanes tees, because he's still repping Hanes. And they all have
1: like like rakes?
0: Uh, they have different tools. Uh, one has a rake, not that just mostly defensive. And then he'll be, you know, in there trying to keep it busy, while the ones with the shears drives oh, the shears the into eye. the eye. Yeah. And obviously the one then the one with the weed whacker starts going at the trunk.
1: All right. I, I think that's fair enough. We have the Yate Traveling Matt and the rest of the Fraggles. Okay. Fraggles.
0: Very small. Traveling Matt. Kind of old. Is the dog there? Is he a Fraggle or
1: is he a real dog? I forget. He's a puppet dog. Oh, then he's there. Okay.
0: Uh, but the Giants are there too. Oh, if the Giants are also there, then... Oh, okay, the Giants... Were pretty big. Yeah. Giant. You might call them. They might be able to turn the tide. I'd say two giants would make a difference. Yeah. I'm going to put this on the Jim Henson fraggle rock
1: cast and red red is there. Yeah.
0: And, uh, but the doozers, they decided they're not going to get involved.
1: No, they don't know. The doozers never that kind fight of heat. with the Friday They hate the fraggles.
0: No, I, good luck. Fraggles.
1: Okay, no matter who loses, we win. Yeah, seriously. They finally can build their buildings in peace. The Ateveo versus Smurf Village. Okay, the entire Smurf Village. Yes.
0: Uh, So we got two callbacks to... uh, You must have just listened to our episode about Tommyknockers. I I
1: have not, but I cannot wait to. I'll tell you that. All right. It is available currently. Uh, I would say uh, the Smurf Village.
0: Well, think about it. You, you have Jokey, who has explosives. Well, okay. Papa Smurf. They're, they're all very in tune with the forest. They know about
1: plants. Oh, I thought you meant the forest, like in Star Wars. No, like, what? no, the forest.
0: Okay. The, with nature. <laughs> and possibly also the Force. <laughs> that would be so sick, that crossover. Yes. Uh, I'm
1: going to put this one on the Smurfs. I think they've got it. Okay, we've got the Ateveo
0: versus Skeletor. Hmm. Skeletor's not a closer, but really? he also doesn't have blood.
1: That oh. said, I feel like
0: he could be crushed.
1: He could still be crushed. Yeah, he looks brittle.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was jacked. His body was jacked.
1: Yeah, no. All, well, all everyone in the Eternia was jacked. It's true. It there must be something in the water. Except Orko. Orko was not jacked.
0: No, Orko was not jacked. And I would say that uh, the ladies were more toned.
1: Yes, they were toned, like Tila.
0: Yes, she the was sorceress. very. T- yes, who
1: looked like a swan. Uh, they were. I was. You know, my first, my first moment where I think I had a heterosexual sexuality thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, 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 that came out wrong, but it was playing with a Shira doll. That's uh, fair. Doll action figure.
0: Yes, uh, it wasn't a doll. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Well, it was. I mean, yeah. I, I, shut I, up. Mean, shut up. It wasn't a doll.
1: I, I just want to be correct. I mean, they were I, action figures. <laughs> no, it wasn't a doll. Shut up. Well, I don't want to call the female one a doll just because it's female. It was an action figure, too. She was full of action. She was full of action. I was so, I, I guess I was aroused by Shira. No, she was a very attractive young lady. I remember being attracted to her, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think my, the f- probably first one, Jessica Rabbit. Really? Yeah, maybe a little bit later then. Maybe I came around to that a little bit. That, uh, that might not be the first one. That's the first one I can remember distinctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so, different. what on earth were we talking about?
1: Oh, the Ate oh, versus I mean. the real Mary Poppins, the racist one from the books. Okay,
0: still very magical. Less magical, more racist, and more mean, very okay, mean. very mean, very racist, mild magical powers. Does she? I'm gonna say the the say the, the 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 yateveo catches her by surprise, and you know she'll be knocked free of her magic bag. Oh, because you know. she could
1: pull another yateveo out of her bag to battle that one if she's not separated from it.
0: Yeah, but. That could easily backfire, and she could find herself fighting two Yateveos. They could make friends. Yateveo, Yateveo. Yeah, they've got a lot in common. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this one on the Yateveo. Okay, and that is the end of Fight Night. Wow, what a fight! What a night! Do you have any more facts for me this week, Ethan? I do. Layla presents carnivorous plant.
2: Number seven, carnivorous plants have been the stars of movies.
1: Yes. The Little Shop of Horrors by director Roger Corman centers on a floral shop worker who discovers a sentient carnivorous plant that feeds on human blood. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, apparently written in two days and
0: filmed in three. Yeah. And fantastic stuff. Worth the watch.
2: Number eight, carnivorous plants are one of the few plants not used for pollination by insects such as bees.
0: Because they would, they would eat the insects.
1: Yeah, it's an obvious one, but it's still interesting.
2: Yes. Number nine, there are pluses and minuses to being our carnivorous plant.
0: Oh, I believe that. <laughs> it's not all roses, Shivel. Let me tell you, there you wait, I bet there's sometimes he wakes up and you, I wish I could quit being a damn carnivorous plant. Wish I could just be a gardener. Like Nobody sh- asked me if I wanted to be a carnivorous plant. I could have been a lawyer. A banker that controlled the... (laughs) I could have hosted a podcast!
1: While the prey trapping adaptation seems like an upgrade, carnivorous plants face some disadvantages that other plants do not. Their modified leaves used to trap prey are not as, uh, as sufficient at capturing the sunlight that is necessary for photosynthesis. Because of this lack of resources, carnivorous plants need a bright, sunny environment and do not compete well against other plants
0: yeah yeah you really gotta let them do their own thing yeah by burning and... the rest of the forest down <laughs> yeah exactly and that uh that uh,
1: marks the end of our uh layla presents carnivorous plant facts now here's the thing Ethan. thank you lay appreciate it love you the thing is
0: i see plants every day i know i see plants too ships and i have a hard time picturing what the Yateveho looks like because it's so mysterious. I mean, obviously it would look like a big green couch. Right. But other than that, <laughs> any plant I see could be a Yateveho. You have to let me know. Well, any plant or any couch. Any plant or any green couch that I see outside <laughs> could be the Yateveho. You got to cool. let me know, is it real?
1: Is real? Sheket it, bavakasha.
0: Hey! Hey! is it real uh
1: carnivorous plants are real
0: yes i've owned one
1: but there isn't much in the way of evidence from man eaters okay uh the makoto tribe carl leche and the madagascar stories are all supposedly supposedly Mm. mind you fabrications
0: Okay, so they might. There's a chance that they're not true. Right, a small to large chance. Okay, and, there's uh, who can, we're not statisticians on this show. No. Go listen to Uncle Nerd's Math Hour if you yeah. want statistics. Yeah, Uncle Correcty's Fact
1: Hour. You know, like yeah, have fun with that shows. show. Uh, as one academic write-up concludes, the facts are pretty clear by now. Of course, the man-eating tree does not exist. There is no such tree.
0: Well, that's so. That was one report. That's one. Yeah, It's one so report. Science needs the repeatability.
1: World? There's seven, uh, seven billion people. Yeah, So one seven billionth of people have have come to this conclusion, which is, I must say, not evidence.
0: No, no, that is anecdotal at best. <laughs> yeah, completely anecdotal.
1: You haven't seen every plant. So what I well I'll have to say is based on all
0: that we've seen, and this uh, is real. Okay. Well, time to get out the uh, Monsanto products and <laughs> nuke my lawn. <laughs> yeah. And your couch. Yes, just to be safe. Oh boy! And hang on, hang on. Is that the red light from Uncle Monster?
1: hey (laughs) uncle monster how are you buddy i'm
0: doing okay how are you
1: i'm doing great i learned a lesson today about telling the truth and getting a microphone when you're supposed to and i think i'm a better person because of it
0: there's nothing wrong with learning and growing
1: and i'm proud of you thank you very much uncle And I got
0: a movie you should watch.
1: Oh my gosh, what movie? You should watch (laughs) Impedagore! Why, what's that about?
0: It's about an Indonesian witch that causes all the babies in a village to be born without skin.
1: Oh my god! is it really?
0: It's pretty creepy.
1: It sounds really scary, I think it's
0: unshattered.
1: (laughs) You have shatter, Uncle Monster? No, not
0: anymore. I didn't use it as much as I wanted. (laughs) Hey! Hey, is that Uncle Monster 2? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey! You got a movie for me? Yeah,
1: yeah. If you're a fan of Taylor Rain but opposed the building of a new Death Star, I suggest checking out Insidious 4, The Red Door watch it high, and pretend Lin Shea is still playing the teacher from Nightmare on Elm
0: Street. It gets super trippy. You're welcome. Well, and if you want to hear us talk more about Insidious 4, subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, where we cover that idea. in our Insidious franchise. What is the Patreon? The Patreon is a website. The Patreon is a website? The Patreon is a website. <laughs> yeah, What's our address there? Our address there, if you go to patreon.com dot slash Uncle Monster Six, and then you can find a bunch of fun bonus episodes. I should be posting the last of our Jim Winorski files pretty soon, and then we're going to be starting up Paranormal Activity. We'll be watching every single Paranormal Activity. Hmm, Meek and Katie, so uh, <laughs> that's exciting. I love Paranormal Activity. I am not excited but here we go <laughs> uh you can also find us on instagram at uncle monster Sex, and you can find us on blue sky at uncle yeah
1: i mean we love you guys thank you for tuning in we hope to see you next week just do
0: one thing for me in the meantime well before you do that please Also, don't forget to like and subscribe or leave a comment. That stuff does really help us out. And until next time, don't don't get get spooked.